0: Thank you, Tali. It's important to preface and emphasize that whenever we discuss any subject from the point of view of Jewish law, it could be the most cutting edge 21st century subjects of genetics, fertility, medical science. Everything is based on principles and precedents that are based in the Talmud and the codes. And this includes this topic also. And even though the five minutes will allow me only a couple of bullet points, but, um, and I, I won't give any references, references or details, I think there's a, um, a link will be posted of a more in-depth talk that I've given on the subject. So first of all, for those not familiar, IVF. IVF is a technique used when conception, natural conception is not possible, and uh, eggs are retrieved from the wife and uh, inseminated by the husband's sperm. And at a certain point, when it becomes an embryo, it's transferred into the uterus. That's IVF. PGD or PGS is a method which which was developed quite recently by which the embryos are screened before implantation for genetic, to screen for genetic mutations. So IVF in itself is a process that in cases of fertility uh, sorry in cases of infertility it is permitted but on a condition that it's completely under the halachic protocol and guidance once a couple is going through IVF then PGD is also permitted in order to make sure that only healthy embryos are transferred but what about those cases when there are no infertility issues. And the couple wants to go through IVF just in order to have the benefit of PGD. Is it permitted? And over here we have, I'll categorize it in three parts. There are cases which are clearly allowed and even encouraged. Some cases are not at all. And some are what we call the gray area. When is it allowed? In, um, we know that in religious circles, there is an organization called Dori Sharim. And when a young couple, before they even date, they go through that organization, which provides genetic screening to minimize or even eliminate incidents of debilitating genetic disorders that may afflict the child. And you know, this happens when both parents have recessive genes for that disorder. Dori Sharim doesn't screen for dominance. Uh, genes, only when recessive both parties have it because, in order to allow them to get married. And it's, uh, an, uh, that's a very, very good and uh, uh, well-thought-out system behind it. If a couple wasn't tested by the Sholim before marriage, or they discover later on that, that they have a particular recessive genetic disorder that for whatever reason wasn't included in the Sholim or they found out they have a particular dominant disorder, then not only halacha would allow them to go through IVF, PGD, but even encourage it in order to avoid suffering and death in the children. That's the case when, um, we would not not only allow it, but even encourage it. And then you have another extreme when parents want to go through IVF and PGD, there's no infertility uh, issues, and uh, they would like to achieve some kind of perfection, They have their own idea how to make a perfect child, Uh, sometimes they're looking for smallest issues to to be able to correct them, and that also includes when they want to choose or select a gender, and this is not permitted uh, unless the couple knows that only by choosing a particular gender can they avoid the risk of a child being born with a serious genetic conditions. some conditions actually are um, uh, directed through, uh, dependent, depending on on the gender of the child. It's interesting that Australian law doesn't actually allow usually for uh, gender selection through PGD unless we're talking about the above mentioned situation. If the couple has to go through IVF and PGD through for legitimate reasons, either for fertility or genetic, Halakhically, they may choose a particular embryo with a particular gender, because they have, anyway have to do something, they have to transfer something first. But even in such a case, they cannot use PGD to reject a gender they don't want. And finally, finally the gray area. There are many conditions which may be serious enough not to be classified as frivolous, but at the same time, they're not debilitating or. Uh, or devastating. In such cases, there's room for both approaches. With halachic and rabbinic consultation, the couple may choose to the the direction of natural conception, or sometimes they may choose to go through PGD in order to avoid any heartache. Another example, women who have the BRCA gene have a high chance to develop breast ovarian cancer. Some years ago, I was approached by a genetic specialist in our community, Dr. Leslie Andrews. And she asked me to give halachic support for women in the community to be tested for the gene. Medically, it's important uh, to be able to know the condition before late thirties, and the woman can choose to have all the children that she wants to have. And then afterwards, uh, to... um, go through serious operation or operations uh, which sometimes are necessary and um, the question the, the, the debated question is should we encourage women to be tested soon after marriage before they have children so if tested positive they have the choice to be able to have the children through IVF, PGD and thus avoid the future possible problems by either choosing only unaffected embryos or at least unaffected female embryos. In all of the above cases, some are classified as legitimate, some as non-legitimate, and some gray areas. It's important, it's necessary for a couple that adheres to Jewish law to go through consultation with the halachic authority to ensure that Jewish law and ethics are not compromised. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Rabbi Ullman. It's so fascinating and it's a much longer question and so many points you raised are answers in their own. So I'm told, and as you mentioned, you do a weekly online course. So we're going to put that up in the comment section so everyone can have a look at it and then they can join you each week for so many more answers. Thank you again.